Welcome to impactboom.org. We search the globe to find the people, stories, ideas, and inspiration to help you create maximum positive impact. Each week, Impact Boom brings you thought-provoking interviews with world-leading practitioners passionate about creating positive social change. These designers, social entrepreneurs, educators, innovators, thinkers, and doers share their projects, initiatives, thoughts, and insights on creating a better world. You can find all the stories, links, and other great content at impactboom.org. Follow us on Facebook or Twitter for the latest updates, or subscribe to the newsletter or on iTunes. Thanks for listening to episode 176 of Impact Boom. My name's Tom Allen, and I'm passionate about bringing you the latest interviews and insights to help you create positive social impact. What's your view on the current state of the social enterprise sector in Australia? And how might we create further momentum and develop the ecosystem to tackle our most pressing social and environmental issues? In order to highlight key insights on the true state of social impact in Australia, Impact Boom has compiled the thoughts and experience from 20 of the sector's leading doers, all of which were asked the previous questions. What has emerged is reflective of a quickly developing movement, with a number of opportunities highlighted for Australia to take its impact to the next level. Reflecting on the Social Enterprise World Forum in Edinburgh last year, it's interesting to note how two of the key takeaways were the need for the movement to think more audaciously and create true system change, which was a discussion largely sparked by Indy Johar, and the importance of collaboration and working together rather than in silos. Self-organisation in the sector was highlighted as a must-do to help propel the sector forward. So fast forward 10 months, and there's no doubt that Australia is on a solid path to tackling the latter, with formation of state-based networks underway. Yet the need for us to think more audaciously seems to be a work in progress. Some of the key points to emerge when collating these interviews for this podcast was the need for deeper cross-sectoral collaborations to create larger impact, continued work towards development of a national social enterprise strategy, greater buy-in and support for social enterprise development from government, a conducive long-term policy environment to support the development and growth of social enterprise in Australia, and the need to address the missing middle of capital necessary for social enterprise growth. Now at Impact Boom, our drive comes from finding ways to help social entrepreneurs and their communities to thrive. Providing the support, resources and sector awareness is crucial in leaving our cities and towns in better shape for our future generations. We believe the formation of a national social enterprise strategy informed by local and state-based networks is fundamental. We are encouraged by current activity that will assist in developing the sector further. Now today, this has included leading a bid to bring the Social Enterprise World Forum to Australia, alongside QSEC, a dedicated working group, national consultation, and support from the English Family Foundation, Queensland Government, and Brisbane City Council. In the past 18 months alone, we've worked extensively with over 50 social enterprises, 30 of which have gone through our Elevate Plus Accelerator program. Yet our big goal is to ensure that this support can be given to thousands of other impact-driven entrepreneurs in Australia and around the globe. So let's tuck into some of the insights. We'll be starting off with Professor Joe Barraket. Enjoy the interviews. I'm Joe Barraket. I'm the director of the Centre for Social Impact Swinburne. I think the sector's really pumping. We've got lots of startups and lots of activity and really fantastically excitingly, a lot of peer-based networks popping up in different states to support each other. And what does the sector need to do? 
think the sector really needs to get government to understand and buy into the value of social enterprise. Next up, we heard from Sharon Zivkovich of Community Capacity Builders and one of the leaders of South Australia's social enterprise movement. It is such an exciting time for the social enterprise sector in Australia. While we've been a bit late off the mark compared to some countries, the Australian sector now is strengthening at an extraordinary pace. The individual states across Australia are getting organised, the state networks are talking to each other, and the more advanced state networks are supporting the state networks that are just starting up. We've got a national social enterprise movement happening here in Australia, and what I think is so exciting is that this movement is practitioner-led. The social enterprise sector in Australia is putting in the groundwork to form a national social enterprise peak body that is representative of the sector. That's going to be our next step for creating further momentum, a national peak body. We are then going to be able to create a national social enterprise strategy and a national agenda. As an organised national social enterprise sector, we are going to be able to use the power of social enterprise to address some of Australia's most pressing social and environmental issues, our complex wicked problems such as climate change, poverty and food insecurity. While tackling these problems is beyond the ability of any one social enterprise, with a national network, we are going to have the opportunity, like Scotland has done, to create national thematic networks that focus on specific challenges. Social enterprises across Australia that are tackling different parts of these complex problems are going to be able to come together and cohesively address these huge challenges that Australia faces by focusing on the whole problem, not just their own isolated parts. Alex Hannant from the Unicentre at Griffith University here. A few thoughts on the state of the social enterprise sector on Australia um, at this time. My mind really goes to thinking about this in two ways. One, looking at social enterprise as a specific thing with the, you know, the, the de- definitions which have emerged and are stated uh, by leading sector organisations and in specific uh, government strategy documents and recognising there's been a lot of important and um, very encouraging growth in that respect. Uh, We're seeing uh, specific initiatives, um, specific investments uh, into support social enterprise, uh, particular growth um, around social procurement, um, creating a really important part of the puzzle, accessible uh, markets which value the social impact that social enterprises create, and that being a key in increasing their viability and allowing them to grow both as individual organisations and as a group. The caveat with that is though that while these things have been specific and important, they are still small. And the number of organisations who are delivering impact at scale uh, is modest, and the amounts of resource which are going into these strategies is is very small compared to the wider innovation and business development strategies. So encouraging, but with caveats around how quick that growth will be. I think the other way of looking at things is the seemingly exponential growth, which is going on when you take social enterprise through a broader lens of people using business to create social and environmental change. Now, there are any number of caveats with this. Uh, There is risks around impact cladding. 
there are risks with organisations who do not see themselves as social enterprises and may, as a result, either have weaknesses in their commercial practice or in their intent and ability to deliver impact. But nonetheless, when you look at the framing of things like the new Advanced Queensland strategy, which sees social entrepreneurship, circular economy, uh, impact as key uh, drivers of that strategy, and you compare the resourcing of that uh, to some of the social enterprise strategies which are taking shape, it asks some really in- interesting questions because the level of resource for those bigger strategies is, you know, uh, in some cases, hundreds of multipliers, uh, multiples more. Also, you see sort of non-traditional sort of innovators and new innovators, other policy changes such as the NDIS, creating social uh, enterprise opportunities for organisations which never saw themselves uh, as social enterprises. So the devolvement of state or federal budgets to service users rather than service providers is meaning a whole heap of organisations who were uh, always mission-driven Um, but never necessarily uh, commercially driven, finding themselves having to operate in a commercial marketplace. Uh, So lots of opportunity risks um, in terms of that broader framing of uh, social enterprise. Sometimes that's also including the whole impact investment work and the, the framing of impact economy. Lots of risks, but also the possibility of much bigger transformation, of which social enterprises themselves can play a really important role in demonstrating how the work can best be done. So looking ahead, I mean, what are the challenges? Well, I I think, you know, framing these as questions, you know, how do we foster the skills and capabilities that will deliver a broader range of outcomes um, and equip people wherever they are in society to, to pursue missions that matter? How can we harness the emergence of these new impact innovators and ensure that there's greater collaboration between them and more established parts of the social enterprise ecosystem? How can we achieve real diversity in the way that we design the innovation ecosystem? And I think this is about how we can influence mainstream investments and programs um, to better serve social enterprises and also think about the organisations who are often at the periphery, be that through geography, cultural context, how are they uh, better equipped to use technology to, to increase their productivity and, and impact. Uh, lastly, just a couple more, you know, how do we get better connection between sort of these different movements? There is a movement of movement, and while we should protect the integrity of those individually, there's a much bigger game here. You know, we, we have to go for economic transformation, the rise of climate change, political authoritarianism, the sort of approaching AI technology revolution. We, we, we have to be bigger and more influential um, if we are going to get the, the ultimate outcomes that we want. And, and finally, I think a key part of this is so much is going on. How do we better understand and learn uh, what constitutes good and effective practice? So we have to start investing in better learning systems and then be able to recycle those insights into policy practice um, and the design of programs. Uh, so it's an incredibly exciting time specific growth around social enterprise, exponential growth around a bigger framing of impact, but some key infrastructural challenges that we have to grasp and and get on top of. Next up, Luke Terry of Vanguard Laundry and White Box Enterprises provided his thoughts. Australia has never been better placed to solve our complex social problems using social enterprise as a tool. 
And I think for me, for someone that's been working in this space for the last 20 years in both UK and Australia, it's really starting to kick. We've got universities working together. We've got social enterprise councils across the country starting to really flow, you know, being led by what QSEC did and the examples around that. And you're seeing people and sectors and, and all the right things that happen when a movement really starts to grow. All that forming and storming stuff is really starting to kick off. What I think is really exciting at the moment as well is, is governments are starting to put their money where their mouth is. In Queensland alone, we've just seen, you know, it's, it's not a huge amount of money, but it's an amazing step forward with a million dollars to the social enterprise sector. And the seeding of some really key programs like the SUF bid, like the um, white box enterprises proposal, which which we're involved in with QUT, and things like most importantly supporting the sector and putting some resources behind that with QSEC. And then it's about how we leverage different resources. Um, I'm involved with a project called White Box Enterprises where we're looking at old disused education facilities and how we can refurbish them to house employment focused social enterprises to create jobs for Queensland's most vulnerable. So whilst we've got all this exciting movement, there is probably more momentum than there's ever been, which means that there's less risk of it falling off. And we're seeing all the right clusters come together to form, you know, the parts of a whole that we need to make this thing really kick. And when I say this thing, it's like a better world. And that's what we can really do. I'm really excited about the state of social enterprise in, in not just Queensland, but across the whole country at the moment. And I think we can do a lot. The, the, the small risks that we have at the moment is specifically around what we do to support young leaders to move in this, into this space at an early age and build a sector. What do we do around the missing middle of capital at the moment? What's that gap between equity, impact investment and grants? You know, there's got to be something in the middle. And I think we're seeing lots of small pilots in this area at the moment. And there's never been a better time to get your whole organisations and movements into social enterprise in Australia. I'm Narayan Gopal Krishnan. I'm the chair of the Social Enterprise Network for the Tropics. And I'm also the course coordinator for social work at James Cook University. In terms of the current state of the social enterprise sector in Australia, I think we have got to a stage of maturity where it is much more inclusive and much more distributed. And that's really important in terms of addressing issues of equity and in terms of developing uh, projects that actually address social justice and equity in society. The movement from metropolitan towns like Brisbane and Sydney into the smaller regional areas, into the more scattered communities is very important because those are the areas where there are significant social issues, there are significant ecological issues, there are significant cultural issues which need to be tackled. And often with uh, many of these kind of projects, they tend to be where the markets are. So it's really good that many of these projects are starting to spread out much more into the regional areas and which will then make for differences that will impact on these scattered communities. The best part of that is that now government is also coming on board. So we actually have strategies being presented within Queensland, within Victoria, within New South Wales, all of which are addressing some of the social, ecological and cultural issues while working for business with purpose. So there is much more support at government levels. From our point of view, I think personally, I think social enterprise organizations and networks need to focus much more on collaboration. They need to work much more on working together beyond the traditional hierarchical models. Go back to our community development groups. Let's start thinking about a common mission, a common purpose, 
that goes beyond the individual project, the individual organization, the individual um, addressing of a particular problem in society. Let's try and work towards a broader paradigm that is about a more sustainable world. And within that, we can do our little bit to make a difference. My name is Lisa Siganto and I am the chair of White Box Social Enterprises and also the chair of QUT Blue Box Impact. I think the current state of the social enterprise sector has really matured and is in a great place versus when I first came into it 17 years ago when I uh, was helping uh, Social Ventures Australia work out what they wanted to do. I think what you see is that this has become very mainstream and it's gaining great interest in the general population and great motivation. And we see that at universities um, where the Gen Zs are coming through and they're saying, I only want to work for for purpose organisations. We're also seeing it with the alumni um, who are coming back uh, to do executive MBAs or other people coming to do executive MBAs. And they're saying, I want to have um, experience in a for purpose organisation. I see it with my kids who are telling me about all sorts of fantastic social enterprises and even my middle-aged stodgy old um, friends who are starting to tell me about it which is pretty interesting 17 years later and someone just knocked on my office door who's consulting to government businesses and thinks that justice and police and forensic have got all sorts of opportunities for social enterprise I'm a doer and I like seeing real things happen and I like to help um, businesses and there's some really fantastic businesses uh, that we have today and I think that's one of the things that I would recommend for the future of how do we create further momentum is providing tools and beacons and showing examples and um, helping each other on that and to develop the ecosystem I think it's really about not necessarily the fabulous solutions because there's lots of those and there's lots of them in the world to follow but it's how do we do this together and homelessness is a great one there actually are solutions from that that we can pick off from around the world but we don't know how to work together in doing and solving that and I think on the role of government we shouldn't look at them to solve everything we should invite them to come along on our journey so it's a great time to be in this space and I'm very excited about it. Hi, my name's Laura Reed. I work with Seventh Street Ventures, a private venture business with a PATH that invests in social enterprise. We focus on education, entrepreneurship and employment-focused social enterprises, and we also invest in the ecosystem that sits around social enterprise. What's my current view on social enterprise in Australia? Well, from a funding perspective, on the one hand, it's a really exciting time. More and more social enterprises are appearing and those that have been around for a while are growing. But on the other hand, it's disappointing that many funders are still firmly focused on charities and chasing a DGR1 when social enterprises offer an avenue to solve our most pressing social and environmental challenges in a more sustainable way. I also think there's not enough risk or innovation capital available to social enterprise, especially for those past the startup stage but not looking to become huge. And I don't think there's enough funding um, available for ecosystem initiatives. For example, advocacy and awareness initiatives for social enterprise, opportunities for social enterprises to connect with each other and, and across the sector, um, and investing in some of the less sexy stuff like legal models and governance. So how do we create momentum to further develop social enterprise? For funders, to create momentum, I think we really need to be willing to take more risks and be more creative in how we fund. Seek to look at ways we can create the most leverage with what we have to give or invest. We also need to be willing to share our successes and failures and work at encouraging others and more traditional philanthropists to try social enterprise. 
And personally, I'd really like to see more funding into the ecosystem around social enterprise, particularly into opportunities for social enterprises to connect and network with each other and across sectors. You'll now hear from Sabrina Chikori of the Brisbane Tool Library. The social enterprise sector in Australia is definitely gaining momentum and, and this is really important because bringing the attention on the sector, it doesn't showcase just the, uh, the different organisation, but it shows that we have to tackle some social and environmental uh, challenges. So once we are aware of those challenges, then we can open the conversation and, and discuss how can we act on uh, these um, problems. So it's definitely an important point to have that the social media and media attention in the public. However, if we are really serious about building a stable, uh, thriving sector, I think that we still lack three main things. The first one being resources, resources in terms of co-working spaces for social entrepreneurs, affordable ones, and resources in terms of fundings. While we can see that tech startups uh, are offered a lot of accelerators, a lot of funding, investment, uh, social entrepreneurs uh, don't have the same opportunities. So that's definitely something we need. Secondly, I think uh, there's a lot of focus on helping new social enterprises to start and and that's great and that's important because we know that starting a new venture is always a critical point however we need to develop also support for existing organization uh, organization that maybe are more in that second stage of uh, willing to develop to grow so i think that part of uh, a social entrepreneur's life is uh, not well supported yet and finally, we need to decide which metrics would suit better to measure those impacts because there are a lot of amazing organizations out there doing great job, achieving great uh, social and ecological results. But without those data, we can't give them the um, visibility that they deserve. I'm Belinda Morrissey and I'm the CEO of the English Family Foundation. And I'm super excited about the current momentum within the social enterprise sector in Australia. And I think social enterprise is a business model whose time has really come. The social economy is changing in Australia and how we fund and deliver social outcomes is changing. This social enterprise momentum has multiple components. At a state-based level, we're seeing incredible momentum with social entrepreneurs coming together to self-organize and really own the space in a way we haven't seen before. On the supply side, governments are finally coming to the table, talking about social enterprise strategies and the drive by governments and philanthropy for payment by outcomes and social procurement opportunities across Australia are all creating a sweet spot for social enterprises to thrive. But it's becoming increasingly clear that to build on this momentum, we have to drive deeper cross-sectoral collaborations. No single sector can solve the wicked social and environmental issues facing us today. It's time for us to all really embrace this concept and put egos and competition aside and to come together to the table and to listen and to collaborate. This is happening, particularly within the social enterprise sector, but it's not happening enough more broadly across Australia. 
we're simply running out of time. We have so many of the solutions already. We just need to use them and we need to bring mainstream Australia with us. We also must further develop and fund the social enterprise ecosystem to enable these collaborations and social entrepreneurs to really thrive and to scale. And again, this has to be a cross-sectoral solution. Incredible initiatives like bringing the Social Enterprise World Forum to Australia are going a long way to create awareness of and excitement within this sector, which is awesome. In my version of an equitable and sustainable future world, the term social enterprise would simply not exist, as all enterprises would be social. That's my North Star. I'm David Brooks from Social Traders. The state of social enterprise in Australia in 2019 is looking pretty good. At least, it's heading in the right direction from my perspective. The ecosystem here in Australia is far less developed compared with some other countries such as Scotland and Canada, but developments over the last one or two years are positive. There is greater interest and understanding of social enterprise by government at state and local levels. After many years of cajoling, governments are recognising that social enterprise is an important contributor to our economies and communities and it needs to be supported. Victoria leads the way and several local councils in Queensland, Victoria and New South Wales have social enterprise strategies in place. And we expect to see a new social enterprise strategy in Queensland by the end of this year. So a more positive policy environment is emerging, but in many respects is still ad hoc and limited to some parts of the country. Social Traders certification has also helped bring greater identification and visibility to social enterprise, making it easier for government and businesses to buy products and services from social enterprise suppliers. I'm really pleased and excited by the emergence of new market opportunities up opening up for social enterprise due to realisation by governments and businesses that significant social value and social impact can be generated through their procurement policies and practices. The social enterprise sector in Australia is now not only more visible, but more organised. We are seeing the emergence of self-forming, practitioner-led groups being established to represent the interests of their members. And we can point to the valuable role of CUSEC in Queensland, CENVIC in Victoria, and similar networks forming in South Australia, New South Wales and ACT. More needs to be done at state and federal levels to recognise social enterprise and provide a conducive long-term policy environment to support the development and growth of social enterprise in Australia. I can see the various states banding together over the next 12 to 18 months to build the case for a national social enterprise strategy. But more immediately, I'm looking forward to the upcoming Social Traders National Conference on 20 and 21st of August in Melbourne, which will provide the platform for learning, sharing and networking amongst practitioners and supporters across the social enterprise sector. Next up, you'll hear from Tom Dawkins of Start Some Good. So what's the current state of the social enterprise sector in Australia? I think we're seeing incredible momentum at the moment, which is really positive and really exciting. We're seeing more and more support um, from state governments in particular and some engagement from the federal government as well as more foundations and city governments getting involved in supporting the social enterprise ecosystem. I even think we're seeing a little bit of healthy competition state by state 
around who can build the most vibrant and impactful social enterprise community and sector, which is, which is wonderful because that's all for the positive. If it drives us all to do more and to find the right ways to support these enterprises, it'll be to all of our benefits. However, I think the gap still exists around risk-tolerant capital at the early stages. If you look at the commercial startup investment ecosystem, you see essentially two main classes of investors. Angel investors making high-risk bets primarily with their own money, and venture capitalists making lower-risk bets with other people's money. The current impact investment ecosystem built around social enterprises is a world of all VCs and no angels. We've and so I think for us to take the next step, we need to cultivate and find that community of impact angels who are prepared to put their money where their mouth is at an earlier and riskier stage in order to find the truly transformative and scalable ideas. At the moment, we're a little bit limited to essentially good ideas. And what I mean by good ideas is ideas that we can all see and recognize as being you know, pretty much a good idea. It's, it's sensible, it fits with the status quo, but it advances a, a little bit in a positive direction. So we see kind of versions of commercial companies, but with a profit redistribution model, or we see kind of little spins, we see, you know, cafes and ticketing platforms and the like. But we don't have the equivalent of the truly, you know, what's the impact version of Facebook, the impact version of Uber, the impact version of SpaceX, Tesla, Airbnb. You know, social enterprises that are able to genuinely reshape an industry and create extraordinary impact for millions of people. Those kinds of companies are not good ideas, they're great ideas. But the thing about great ideas is they're disguised as bad ideas. And that's because they don't fit with the status quo. They're not sensible. They're, they're a long shot. They break the status quo in some way. They, they violate our, our normal assumptions. And they probably won't work. But within that category of ideas are the truly great ideas. And the only way to differentiate the great ones from the genuinely not going to work ones is to try more stuff, is to run experiments, is to invest in more early stage enterprises. And I hope that's where we can go next in the social enterprise sector in Australia. Just to add a final thought, I'm guessing that you're going to get quite a few people saying that they think we need a social enterprise legal structure in Australia. I actually don't think that's what we need. I don't think it's going to be as helpful as people think. That would be beneficial if it came with specific tax benefits, but I believe what's likely at the moment is simply something that speaks to an intention or an aspiration of the company to consider social impacts alongside financial outcomes, equivalent to the B Corp legal structure in the US. I simply don't think that's helpful. That's yet another structure which fails to capture the entirety of the sector, is, uh, creates confusion with existing certifications like the existing third-party B Corp model, and doesn't predict or guarantee any particular impacts or behaviours in the future, and therefore can't be used as an analogue for tax deductibility or other sorts of commitments made by not-for-profits from a tax and compliance point of view. So I think that would be just another thing to muddy the waters, to be honest. And what we need is simply to scale more social enterprises to the, to the point where they're making a, a, tr a truly mainstream difference and have been seen by the wider community as making that difference. And that's ultimately what will educate the community and raise the profile of social enterprise. Here's Davinia Nipa of Making It Happen and one of the architects of the Sunshine Coast Social Enterprise Network. Social Enterprise promises a solution for our most wicked social and environmental problems. By using an ethical market-informed approach, we can bring about change and create better opportunities for all. Social Enterprise is growing organically, independently across Australia, but it needs a cohesive voice and federal acknowledgement. 
to allow for social businesses to thrive and access their new recognition. Working collectively within a nationwide strategy can harness the grassroots momentum to achieve scale and impact for the benefits of social enterprise. Emma Kate Rose of Food Connect and Chair of QSEC added these thoughts. The current state of the social enterprise sector in Australia is pretty exciting. Um, as Chair of QSEC at the moment, in my last two years, I've really seen a huge uptake in people wanting to be involved, the corporate sector really taking an interest. We've got a lot of state-based networks of social entrepreneurs and impact businesses starting to organise at the grassroots level. Um, and we're also starting to see a discussion taking place around a national strategy for social enterprise. So with all of this momentum, we're seeing governments taking the sector much more seriously at all levels from local, state through to federal. Um, we're seeing impact investors mobilised. We're seeing a new form of venture philanthropy growing, um, and that's particularly coming out of the family offices around Australia. And the sector itself is currently reorganising so that we can respond much better to these new demands and the renewed interest. And it's, it's just so exciting to be on this ride at the moment and to be in social enterprise at this current point in time. And while we're all forming uh, a strategy nationally as well as statewide, I think we just need to be really mindful that that we don't see social enterprise or one type of social enterprise to be the answer to our current social and environmental problems that pretty much belong to the current economic paradigm. I think we need to be looking at how we can transition our current economy as a whole from an extractive one to one that's regenerative. And the way to do that is to embrace impact businesses and organisations and not-for-profits and social enterprises and entrepreneurs. Embrace them all so that we can either take the mainstream with us or allow the mainstream to be hospiced um, into oblivion while this new system gets built. Matt Farlett here, CEO and co-founder of the Australian Centre for Rural Entrepreneurship, talking about the social state of the social enterprise sector in Australia. I think we're on the right track in terms of the practitioners getting together to support each other, as evidenced by the, the three networks that are uh, either up and running or are uh, getting moving uh, in the form of uh, what's been happening with the Social Enterprise Council in Queensland, but also Senvic in Victoria and also Social Enterprise Adelaide. So what the practitioners are doing on the ground to mobilise uh, their skills and know-how and commitment to growing the, the momentum of the movement is, is um, nothing short of fantastic. I think more broadly that we uh, experience a really fragmented sector at the moment with you know, government e effort in terms of supporting social enterprise more broadly being a little bit ad hoc. Um, the commitment uh, comes and goes a little bit from from uh, some of our local state and particularly our federal government. I think um, Victoria's done a, a really good job of having sustained support of organisations like social traders over the past few years to support the sector, but I think a lot more can be done. I think the work done around the social procurement framework in Victoria and soon to be in Queensland is, is excellent around supporting job development at a, at a high level, but I think the on-the-ground support for uh, practitioners could be far greater. Um, philanthropy has played a really strong role in supporting early-stage social enterprises 
And um, quite frankly, I think they're looking for some leadership as well around how how organisations can be supported to support those in the sector. From a uh, finance and capital point of view, um, there's still very, very few opportunities for uh, early stage patient and risk tolerant capital. And I think it's a massive issue for our sector. Uh, overall, I'm very, very optimistic about the, the movement that we, ca- we are currently building and I hope that we can use the uh, potential of a bid for the Social Enterprise World Forum in uh, Brisbane as a catalyst for a national approach and a national network and a national strategy and some, um, some real effort um, in terms of resources from government to support all of those communities out there doing this work so tirelessly. Thank you. Hi everyone, it's Tony here from Substation 33. I am so pleased to be involved in the social enterprise sector at this time. I truly believe that in Australia we're about to begin the next phase, the next important phase of social enterprise development. It is so great to see some of the significant changes that are happening and happening at such a great fast pace. I'm talking about social traders of course, who are not only building significantly in the other states but are now in Queensland and giving a hand up here. I'm talking about the reformation of the Queensland Social Enterprise Council. I'm talking of course about our beloved Social Enterprise Network of Logan and how that is being moved and changed and duplicated in other regions around this great state. I'm also talking about the significant work that's been done by many universities in Queensland to help this sector grow and develop. I cannot wait for the next five years. Bring it on, I say. Next up, you'll hear from Jan Owen, CEO of the Foundation for Young Australians. So what do I think? I think that there are incredible points of light all over Australia. There is incredible passion and commitment for social enterprise and a new way of doing business that's more inclusive and more equitable and um, also has really tangible outcomes um, in terms of products, services and employment. Uh, However, our infrastructure, uh, like a lot of infrastructure in Australia, is underwhelming and needs a huge amount of work. We've got very, very few accelerators. Um, and we just aren't, we don't have the pipeline uh, to really drive the innovation and the opportunities that we could engage in. And then secondly, I think that the infrastructure and then obviously what follows is that is also the funding and the kind of support and development. The biggest thing that's happened in Australia, which is phenomenal, is of course the Indigenous procurement policy federally and the um, social enterprise procurement policy in Victoria. Every single state and government did that. Um, that would also help drive an entirely new system. Like, there is so much hope and so much optimism and so many great things could happen if we could build the ecosystem effectively and consistently one across the country. My name's Cinnamon Evans. I'm the CEO of Ceres, an environmental social enterprise and community park in Melbourne's north. I'm also the chair of SENVIC, the social enterprise network of Victoria. 
Scientists and activists are warning us that we now have less than a decade to take action to prevent an irreversible climate and ecological crisis. We urgently need to transition from an industrial growth economy to a life-sustaining economy that has social and environmental values at heart. Social enterprise plays an important role in this transition. Individual social enterprises intentionally address social problems improve communities and benefit our environment. But collectively, social enterprises are a movement for a transition to a more just, inclusive and sustainable society. Trading with purpose in the interests of people and the planet often comes with additional complexity and cost. A well-developed social enterprise sector in Australia will have an ecosystem of support services to help with all aspects of business operations at all stages of the business development cycle. Social enterprise leaders will have opportunities to connect and share through active networks at the local, state and national levels. And all this will occur in the context of strong and enduring social enterprise strategies at all levels of government to help advance the sector and the business models of the future. Hi, my name is Gala Watson. I am the owner of Bimbi Love and Humanise Media. Um, I think it's both a very exciting and complex time for the social enterprise sector here in Australia, meaning that we have a lot of people getting it right and doing meaningful work, but we also have a lot to learn as a sector. As an Aboriginal woman in business, I think it's crucial for the wider social enterprise community to engage uh, more meaningfully with marginalised communities. You know people need to ensure that their business model is promoting autonomy and not contributing to further disenfranchisement. It's essentially about empowering people through their processes. You know, every Aboriginal business um, organisation I have ever come across automatically operates on the principles of social entrepreneurship. And so this idea of um, operating a business that addresses social or environmental issues is not new to us. Uh, and people could really learn a lot from our knowledges. Um, and lastly, another lesson learned from my community is that we don't let money stop us. Um, if we want to make change, um, we will find a way. Thank you. And now you'll hear from Helen Andrew from Spare Harvest. I feel the social enterprise is actually on the cusp of thriving. You can feel the energy growing as more people start to understand what a social enterprise is and how we are making a difference in solving some of those social, environmental, economic challenges that we're all facing. To build on this energy and this momentum and to truly build a thriving ecosystem, I think we need everyone to come to the party. All levels of government, the private sector and the financial sector need to actually help us increase the capacity so that we can actually grow and thrive. Collaboration can't underestimate how valuable collaboration is for social enterprises. Engaging the private sector through social procurement is an amazing way of actually increasing our capacity and our ecosystem. But we also need to celebrate how social enterprises are delivering value and showcase the many ways they are making an impact. There's a lot of focus on the social impact but there are many enterprises out there doing amazing work in the environmental space and I think we need to give them a little bit more airtime. But to sum it all up, it's an exciting time to be a social enterprise and I am so blessed to be part of this journey and uh, I love the fact that we are growing an ecosystem from the grassroots up uh, and building foundations that will hold us in good stead for many years to come. 
My name's Jay, and I am the co-founder at Social Change Central, Australia's only social enterprise opportunities portal. My view on the current state of social enterprise in Australia is that while the sector is still young, there's a lot of momentum and there's a lot of excitement. From uh, growing early stage support to greater public awareness um, of for-purpose businesses, I think things are looking really good. That being said, despite feeling that social entrepreneurship is on the rise, I think the ecosystem that support social enterprise is still fragmented. Um, for example, finding support and funding and even connecting to other entrepreneurs, it's, it's still very much a challenge. When it comes to the government, there's a need for greater buy-in and support for social enterprise development. The good news is that there are several state-based councils and networks that are formed, like CUSEC in Queensland and CENVIC in Victoria, and there's a similar organisation that's currently being established in New South Wales and the ACT. So I guess looking forward, it's my hope that these state-based networks or councils will be the catalyst to a national social enterprise strategy and agenda. Um, and I think once this happens, we can all truly say with confidence that social entrepreneurship and enterprise would have um, well and truly um, entered the mainstream. Thanks for listening to Impact Boom. You'll find links to the initiatives, people and resources mentioned in this podcast on impactboom.org. Please leave your comments below and remember, we'll be publishing fresh inspiration and insights to help you create positive impact every week on the website, Facebook page and Twitter. Thank you.